I had to set it up, got everything going, flew it, brought it back in and was taking it apart to put it away in my car. Realized I had never attached the wing struts to the fuselage. Oh, Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, howdy ho, neighbors. Welcome to episode 167 of the RC Roundtable. Hope I got that right. That's and right. joining me, Vince Walker, is that one who agrees with me, Terry Dunn. This might be the last time I agree with you for the rest of the show. We'll see. Okay, well, at least we're off to a good foot. Well, I mean, I'm the one who doesn't agree with him, so. (laughs) And that one who doesn't agree with me is, uh, (laughs) just notice your name. (laughs) (laughs) That was for you. See, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, talk about distracting me. Squirrel. Squirrel. Chief Lee Ray. (laughs) That's awesome. For those of you listening, my my name tag is Chief Garibaldi. Garibaldi. Did I say Garibaldi? Garibaldi. 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 Yeah. (laughs) That's the way Londo says it. Yes. (laughs) Terry's like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Yeah, you guys are nerding out on me here. (laughs) Oh. I guess that means you kind of like the show, don't you? I I do, and I'm still watching it. Thank you for letting me borrow the VHS. No, you, I'm just kidding. You gave VHS. me DVDs, but it's, it's, <laughs> tell people how old the show was. Um, uh, trivia: I actually I recorded the pilot episode movie on VHS when it aired, first aired. Really? I have it somewhere I have in a box. The pilot. I, that, the pilot didn't sell me. That's for sure. No, yeah. no, it's it's pretty mediocre, but this series gets really good. I'm sticking Anyways. with it. I. Yeah. But it's, it's by, uh, by the way, it's from Babylon 5 for those of you who are. Okay, thank you. And I just want to say Fitz is on the fritz today. So if y'all y'all are listening, hopefully the audio he's recording is okay. But if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, uh, <laughs> we don't know what's wrong with Fitz's camera. But it's Skinny Fitz, short Fitz. Fitz. Short Fitz. Skinny, short Frozen Fitz. Fitz. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Hey. Anything's an improvement, so. He's got his little stick, you know, that he whacks it with every few minutes because it goes out of focus, <laughs> like I think it is right now. Like a lion fo- tamer? Just yeah, but for my some focus reason. stick. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully the audio, for those of you listening will get the best <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. I know that changed nothing. All right, so, hey, we're recording on Super Bowl Sunday, so let's get the show on the road so you guys can go watch the the people throw balls at each other uh, for billions of dollars, right? That suggests that you don't intend to watch. Uh, not suggesting anything. Are you going to dig out your Babylon 5 recordings tonight? Uh, I, 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 I know my memory. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finish your first season yet, or are you still working through it? I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm working on it. Okay. All right. Just, just want to get a benchmark where you are. We will yeah. talk later. Yeah, I will call you at All the right. last episode of season one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, things happen. Uh, <laughs> All right, there's other people here. Hello. <laughs> no, they're not. All right, so uh, let's get the show on the road. Where do we start? I guess we, do we want to start with uh, some some glider antics we had? Or do we have <laughs> Is there else glider, on your mind? glider antic music I should be playing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, while you guys Fly talk about like that, to the sea. I'm going to raise my laptop. Okay, sure. So. And I'm talking over I'll the be... top of you too. Sorry. Yeah. Sure. 
I don't think there was anything new announced this week, was there? I don't think recall seeing anything mm. in particular. You guys recall anything? I don't. We haven't Dream. talked about the B1. Yeah, I guess that, that's new. Maybe we should bring that up. That um, That's interesting because those are the folks over at Banana Hobby, right? I feel terrible that I, I'm sorry that I brought it up because I actually have no idea. I think it is Banana Hobbies, but I am not 100% sure. I saw pictures. I think I saw someone who had one with their, uh, with their B2 you know, side by side. So maybe it was someone doing a review. Uh, but I, I guess really, I, I think I just mentioned it because I wanted to get your take. Fitz. Okay. So here it is. I think I found it. Uh, with a mouse that barely works. Shall I take over the screen? You can. All right. I'm good. Yeah. You have to add it. This. Those poor listeners. Those poor, poor listeners. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, there you go. Ah, we see it. Okay, so that's right. This was a real big surprise for a couple reasons. One, but I had a hobby. That's something we've. I don't think we've really ever talked about these guys, or maybe we're very rarely. It's sort of they were pretty popular at one time, and uh, they had some pretty mixed opinions. And then they kind of went quiet for a while, and but they've slowly been building up their inventory again with some interesting models. They had something I can't remember what it was, maybe a, a, a Russian fighter or something. I remember seeing and a few other interesting things. And then they popped up with this, a I guess the X Fly model B one bomber, twin seventy millimeter, with working wing sweep. And I don't recall ever seeing a B1 kit. Uh, I think there's been a scratch built here and there, but has ever, anybody ever made a off-the-shelf B1 bomber? I don't think so. Yeah, I think this is new. So you see pictures in the bottom. What happened? Uh, images. Here we go. So uh, it looks like a fairly large... I I clicked off. Uh, there was a wingspan on this thing. <laughs> wingspan varies. <laughs> 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 yes, there's minimal maximum. There we go. In fact, it tells you it's 69 inches extended, 69.9. So 70 inches extended and 45 retracted. Uh, it runs off of, where's the battery? I think it's just a one 6S, 6,000, 5 to 6,000 milligram battery pack. It's got a 3-axis gyro, two 80F speed controllers, two 80F. Two fans, two 70-millimeter fans. Two 70-millimeter so guess- fans. One on each boom, right? The yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, I need, let me go back to the images. Yeah, yeah, two bifurcated pods. It seems we can see a good spot. There's some nice images. It looks pretty nice. Well, look at that. Yeah, they got the shape really, of it right. Yeah, that looks really good. There's a wing swept back, so I can see two bifurcated fans would fit. No, uh, that makes that would make sense. Otherwise, you'd have to have four 40 millimeters or something like that. Would probably would be very efficient. <laughs> right. Uh, looks like it's got flaps too in there. Do I hear eight twenties? <laughs> One in front of the other. Yeah, the uh, landing gear looks pretty d- decent too. I'm not. Uh, we have to get our landing gear experts that listen to the show to see how they think. Uh, but I think that's a pretty good foamy representation of a of the B1 Bone bomber. Uh, that's a pretty ambitious uh, model with some lights too. Looks like as well yeah there's uh, some so, video of it flying 
from last weekend. The, they had demo models a, at the Arizona Electric Festival. Yeah, it's a big jet event. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've really seen any. Oh, the landing gear is aluminum. Look at that. All machined. Is it? That's what it looks like. It looks like it to me. Hmm. Yeah, okay. You might but, be right. Uh, bogey wheels. That's pretty snazzy. Uh, did you guys see the videos of it flying? I have not seen the videos. I've been busy. No. Oh, look at that. Exhaust. I saw one. It looked pretty good. Wow. There's a lot of pictures there on the uh, Banana Hobby page. There's a couple of them flying in formation. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Wow. My only gripe is my usual gripe for these things, that it's an all-over gray color scheme. and Yeah. It's, it's all just... low visibility gray. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think with the B1, it's like, what, two pay schemes to choose from? Are there two? I thought there was only there the one. one. There might be one with a lighter gray at the bottom, but I bet maybe, maybe yeah, just it a could be. version. So, yeah, the prototype might have been white with some accents on it, but yeah, there aren't many options. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. It's gray or gray. Any color as long as it's gray. Yeah. They, they need to have that red and white one like they had the B-17 that was a lead plane. Right. <laughs> it was striped. Let's <laughs> get a striped B-1. Yeah. Striped B one. <laughs> uh, there was no um, tiger meat B one. There was some something colorful, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't see a video on here. It says videos and pics, but I just see pics. Uh, <laughs> get, get someone to do some flames on it. <laughs> <laughs> go flash flames. Go you don't want f- you don't want flames on your B one. <laughs> so they want they want six ninety nine for this beast. And that's an uh, intro price, the, I think. Is it? Is there a uh, normal a price pre-order? on there? Yeah, pre-order price special, six six ninety nine. Um, looks like it says P and P. I guess a plug and play. I guess add just add your receiver. Okay. That's uh, successful first delivery run. Looks like. Did you mention it came out. with the gyro? Uh, I imagine it does. Does it? No, it says it in the title. It says oh, it, it comes with the gyro built in. So. Okay. Yeah. Here's the features. I guess it would come with a gyro. It includes Pulsar 3-axis stabilization gyro system, EPO foam, LEDs, Galaxy X7 70mm 12-blade EDF with 6S compatible and 80. It's interesting, just one battery, 280 amps, so there's they're expecting over 100 amps of at full tick, maybe? Uh, it seems like a maybe. lot. Maybe. A lot of ask from a single-cell battery, single-pack. Uh, eight channels, well, look at this. Reverse thrust. Optional reverse thrust. That's interesting. Butter throttle over there. Ah, there's some, uh, here's some videos. Uh, I don't know if it'll come across. I'll click on one real quick. Can it carpet bomb? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just curious. I don't think it's a working bomb bay. Yeah, here's the retracts. You guys seen the video? So, uh, oh, that's interesting. Double linkage with a sliding. That re- veins are pretty interesting. Sorry if you're listening to this on audio podcast, go to the, their website or go to our uh, YouTube page and you'll see the video. Uh, yeah, it's, a little, it's a little choppy coming through the video here. It's choppy? I mean, you're probably watching okay. it smooth, but it's... It's smooth uh, on my panel. It's like it one looks, frame a second. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's smooth. It looks pretty good. It looks like it's got a very stable platform. Uh, they got some air-to-air shots. Let's see if we can get a... Uh, I'm skipping around a little bit. I didn't see any wings. Well, there's one with a wing swept. Oh, it's a still. Oh, no, wait. If I hit the play button, <laughs> they're all <I> stills. stills. <laughs> they're all stills. <laughs> it's like a flip they're, book. They're mixing stills, and uh, yeah, this video's uh, uh, not quite all that exciting. 
but uh, that's pretty neat. Oh, there's a flight demo. Let's see if this works. <laughs> All right, up Real next, quick. Fitch reads from the phone book. There we go. <laughs> we'll start with the A's. Uh, there's some air-to-air shots. So I was hoping to see a wing sweep flyby. There's sort of a normal flyby. Uh, these wing sweeps do work, don't they? Yes. There we go. All right. Back up here. Uh, <laughs> and here's a wing sweep flyby at one frame a second, probably for you guys. But yeah, still doesn't look too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the gyro running over. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so it's that's actual speed now. for the wing sweep. Wings forward, it, wings back. Yeah, it didn't show the speed <laughs> that they move. And there's a yeah, it looks I'll, pretty I'll smooth. It did, yeah. Okay, and there's a landing. So uh, that's pretty snazzy. I hope to see one of these suckers at some sort of event <laughs> at some point. That's, you darn it, you got me thinking, Fitz and Terry. What could you do if you had this the the wings sweep in one second? <laughs> It's just like watch this. You got to add that. <laughs> All right. Well, that, it looks really good. I will say, yeah, it, that's a nice looking model. And you're right. Uh, I have, I think I have two banana hobby kits and one of them is that B25 that I have for Ryan. That's still in perpetual repair mode. <laughs> still fixed it? Yeah, they got so, a couple. They got a V22. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm curious. You know, we talked not long ago about the B2, but uh, there haven't been that many out in the wild. I haven't seen one in person yet. I don't know what it's like down there. So uh, this is another cool. one. I've seen a couple, a couple different ones. Oh, have you? Okay. Good. Yeah, I flew one. Do you remember I got a chance to fly it? Oh, that's right. So did we ever decide if that's grass capable? And I wonder the same question for this B1. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, you want to trilling edgelings? I clicked off of it because uh, that's okay. It's probably not. <laughs> website, but... Uh, well, no, just so curious. It seems it's fairly large, so I imagine for shortcut grass, it probably will work. Yeah, I like everything. I'm sure it depends on your grass, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it grass or is it uh, jungle? Right. All right. So it was neat to see that, and there seems to be a lot of excitement about it. And I think lots yeah. of people have already placed pre-orders. So, but I yeah. put this in the same category as the B two that need airplane. I look forward to seeing one. I don't feel like I need to own one. Mm. Lots of nodding of heads. So I can see that uh, it is neat though. I'd, I'd be if I found one like at a swap meet for a good price. I'd probably would be really tempted to pick it up just for well, sure. Sure. Lee, Lee? Yep. what's your thoughts? Oh, uh, I, it's nice to look at. I wouldn't mind if someone, someone said, Hey, would you like to fly it? And I'll be sure. Like, would I like to own it? No. You just want to play with the wing switch. <laughs> switch. Hey, why don't we just let's reduce that time? <laughs> Come on, guys. That sounds real fun. I think it's kind of, I don't know, maybe bombers in general. Because I do have, I don't have any bombers that I'm flying. I do have some that I'm trying to get ready. But I wonder how, how, how much lifespan they'll have with me as far as interest, because it's a bomber, right? You can't, you can't go down a runway inverted with a thing and you can't do a whole lot of weird aerobatics with them because they're Why? bombers. Well, because they're bombers. It just looks weird. <laughs> I mean, you can, and sometimes maybe they'll do it, maybe they won't, but for the most part, it's something you kind of like an airliner, right? You fly it around and you, right. uh, you 
fly around in the pattern and just kind of maneuver. And I don't need to look at, but I was just wondering if, they, if they're evergreen or not. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here. But uh, <laughs> All right. So this is where you have fun fits. You, you fly it inverted, but you put the Bombay on top. <laughs> so oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no one will expect it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, watch this. <laughs> you know, you were talking about how fast the the wing sweep, I guess, will would go. Uh, I'm just reminded when I saw Top Gun Maverick how fast that F-14 took off with the wings out, and as soon as he cleared, you know, the structure on the taxiway, his wings were already back. <laughs> so I don't think the F-14's wings go that quickly either, but I don't think it <laughs> like to see you like quickly. take off and then just have them go back real quick and then just rock it up. But I digress. That's just talking about the wings again. It is a good looking model and, and I hope uh, we get to see one locally. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to the Benavis for bringing that over. That's pretty neat. It's, it's good to see that the, they're, uh, maybe they're bringing a new life into their business. Cause they have a couple other planes too that, I, that came up with interest. Maybe, maybe they'll do a combo uh, China balloon with an F twenty two. That idea has been tossed around. <laughs> I've seen several people three D printing giant thumbtacks as ordnance to put on your models. I'm not kidding you. Do, do a combo combo thumbtacks. deal. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Or just have an F twenty two with a stick and had a balloon in front of it, so it's flying around with a balloon constantly. In front of it. <laughs> sure, Fitz. <laughs> uh oh, is, is that uh -oh. it? That's is that the one? Oh, gosh, for those for those listening, this is the Dubro ad uh, Terry Dunn created. It is it went viral. Continue. Uh, it, didn't go viral. it did go viral. Nah. Over two hundred fifty shares the last time I checked. Uh, three hundred something. But there you go. That's it was a flash in the pan. That one day I did it. I think it was Tuesday. It was it went crazy, and then the next day it was quiet. But anyway, uh, it was good. It was very creative. Thank you. All right, we'll have we, talk we need to we need to put a link in this post to have people see that so those listening can everybody's already seen it. Well, good if it's that viral, <laughs> see, then you're right. I was right. So, I'm sure we have. Some what is next? Fits the Facebook. That's true. Uh, how about uh, that little excursion you and I had? You mean that walk in the muddy field? <laughs> the mud bog. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> well, it was my fault. I needed to get some video of the um, Minamoa flying for the model aviation. That thing article. again? I, uh, yeah, I didn't. We didn't get video last time, or very little video. So I asked Lisa, "Hey, would you mind uh, uh, videotaping for me?" I needed. Actually, it was was it? Um, what did we do that video? Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. But I needed to get it done relatively soon. So uh, it looked like it was a nice day out, and it was, but except for the fact that it had rained a bunch, and so the whole field was very muddy and watery. Uh, but we went out to the Scobie Field again, to the Hawks. It was called the Hawks Glider Club, something like that. Houston, Houston Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, Houston Hawks. Great bunch of guys out there. They always find some interesting stuff. And so we went out and well, proceeded to bungee launch the, the uh, Minamo again a few times. Uh, and uh, Lee set up all kinds of cameras and a live show of sorts on our all Facebook right. page. If you haven't seen it, you can check that out. We were doing things live. Uh, and uh, so we had a good time. We got some good videos. Thanks, Lee, for doing that. I got some really good shots. It. And uh, it was good until the tow line broke. <laughs> I have a question. I, so, Fitz, yeah. can I show the video or do you need me to hold off? The one you uh, sent me? Well, you can show a clip of it. Maybe just a short okay. just a section. Go ahead, Terry, while I pull this up. 
So the part of the video that I saw, it sounded like there was somebody walking their dog that was trying to coordinate with you. What the heck was that all about? Uh, yeah, we, we were setting up and a lady came over and says, hey, I want to walk my dog. Uh, is it okay if I just kind of walk over across? And uh, so we were just telling her, yeah, it's fine. Just be careful that we, we can, we have no, sometimes no choice whether to land or not. And so just keep your, keep an eye up for anything coming around. And I think she, Lee, right? Didn't she say she was going to be pretty far away anyway? She was going to way over to the other side. She wasn't associated with anybody that was flying there? No, not that I know. She just, no. Isn't there like a dog park right around the corner? from? Yes, we mentioned that, but she didn't go for it. Yeah, I've seen people out there walking their dogs before too. Not a whole lot, but it, I guess it's a giant field. People, I guess, think, hey, giant field, I have a dog, let's go walk. I would not have been so gracious, I don't think. So kudos to you guys. But. Uh, and I, there is a sign here, but I don't remember if the sign says anything about pets or not. I forgot to take a look. Uh, but it is a it is a sign. It clearly states that it is a glider club. And that's the, yeah. yeah, we see it and we heard it. <laughs> yeah, I was so trying to figure out how to turn it off. No. Oh, so there's a, so accompanying the model aviation magazine article review article will be a, a short video that I made. And this is the video footage we took uh, during that outing. And so I got a chance to fly some more. It, I had taken some weight out of the nose because I was running a little bit out of elevator at, and flare. So I, and it seemed to handle fine. So I pu pulled about another three, four ounces out of the nose and it made a noticeable mm -hmm. difference in improvement in handling at low speed. Oh, Look, he put a camera on it for you. Yes, yeah, put a camera on it. Nice. So put a, uh, and so I got some air shots, some side shots, some wide angle, close in, a little bit of it, I love assembling that. it. Yeah. So we have this plus my Mavic. Yeah, got a nice Mavic shot. So we got some good launching shots of it on the high start. So, okay. um, so the full video will be published as soon as the article goes live. You can see the whole thing. I got there's even more stuff in there. Uh, so that's, it continues to be a neat, neat glider to fly with, with its, its own little uh, quirky characteristics. All right. You said the toe line broke or the bungee? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. The bungee, well, it didn't, actually technically didn't break. The knot came loose because I was going to say, I'll send you that Boy Scout book I was telling you about. <laughs> I need that bad. I need to go more Boy Scout because my knot tying is terrible. And so on one of the launches, it, it went up. And about two thirds of the way up, I noticed that. The, it, something didn't look quite right, and I see it. The string was dangling, uh, but not just the string, not the bungee part. The bungee part had fallen away, and I was like, "Oh!" And I tried diving to try to release it, and it wouldn't come down. So I ended up having to come around and land with that hundred feet of string still attached to the to the glider. Without it, I didn't have any incidents, but it did have to come in a little faster than usual. Yeah. See, now yeah. after I launched it for him, my Mavic was hovering, so I. I went over, grabbed the Mavic, and I started chasing it. So I saw that line dragging behind it. I was like, I hope, <laughs> yeah, hope yeah, I don't yeah. get stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was funny because like, I was looking. I said, like, where's the bungee part? And of course, they had rebounded way farther yeah. way back. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever uh, had the yeah. stake come out of the ground? I never have. I'm always, I'm always careful to try to prevent that from happening because I, I want to live. Yeah. Well, that's why you're supposed to put a parachute at the stake too, to slow it down if that happens. But I'm yeah. They, about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially with the mushy ground was, was a bit mushy. Oh, really? I bet that got yeah. their attention. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it will. It'll, it'll wake you up. <laughs> oh, message for you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I understand that Monty Python reference. <laughs> this is for you, sir. This is for you, sir. All right. So yeah. the mini MOA is uh, it's all finished. The article's finished. You've flown it. You feel good with it. Yeah. You feel happy that you did it. Happy that it's over. Happy it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Awesome. It looks good. Oh, thank you. What yeah, camera did you compliments. put on there? I put my um, the the Mobius camera, the little Mobius I've had forever. Okay, I was going to say you're for, the last person in the world still using a Mobius. Good for you. Uh, there was one guy at the club today had one on his hat. Really? The same camera, same old Mobius. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I saw it. Like, oh, that's interesting. It's a good little camera. I really, really like it. It's yeah. it's hard to find anything comparable nowadays. I think. Well, I will have looked because this one's still running, but uh, I don't. Yeah. Well, mine's the black the one. Cam. That's the red one. Yeah. Well, oh, this is the run cam. Oh, run cam. Okay, yeah. Mine's the Mobius. The only thing I'd like to find is see if I can find one smaller. It's the only thing. Mobius is nice as it is, but unless you... No, that's smaller. That's... The go-to. That's aerodynamic as a brick. Yeah. That's the same <laughs> <laughs> Like, the Mobius I like because they're very aerodynamic and wide angle and good quality. Yeah, this is what you yeah. The that's go-to we talked about. Worse? Yeah. Aerodynamic-wise. Yeah, it's narrow. It's a big outbreak. <sighs> okay, so that that Mobius today, I put that on this little guy, and it worked just <laughs> fine. Again. I'm not putting what you have there on this little guy because that's going to be one big outbreak compared to the size of this model. Uh, I think the frontal area is comparable between the two. You're talking this versus this. No, no, but no. Yes. No. This one, it's look, it's as wide as my finger, and the lens is on top, so and it sticks up if, like that for the yeah, but it's half the width. I but promise it's twice you, the height. I uh, promise you, it works. We, I think this requires some testing. It should, and also if you're putting that uh, camera up against the fuselage, you're not getting a very good perspective. Uh, well, I'll put it nothing. My interjection here is when I got the CZ Cub, which was advertised to put like a GoPro on it, you know, I think is they had some people showing. I put one on there and it disturbed the tail so badly that that sucker would just nose down with the <laughs> wind on it. So yeah. I I'm I only did it with maybe two flights to the point where I was like, I don't like this at all. So Yeah. I remember <laughs> I think it went back to this. No, I've put cameras on bunches and bunches of planes, but the one that's had the most adverse effects is when I put a GoPro on top of a Cadet Senior, which you would think wouldn't even notice that it's there, but yeah, it threw off the pitch trim. It, like, it, it was still flyable and it was fine, but you could definitely tell when it was on there. But I've put yeah. cameras on teeny tiny planes and they just shrugged it off. I just realized for those listening and that watching, uh, the camera I have is a very low profile. It's very flat and, and lays down. And what Terry has is Here's just the size uh, of a brick. Picks up <laughs> um, a little bit uh, more vertical. It's, got a, it's a think landscape versus portrait. <laughs> and it weighs less than an ounce. Oh, that's oh good. Gosh. Very lightweight, but I'm just, just worried about the drag. We need to drag this out yeah. to the Facebook page, guys. Do a little comparison. <laughs> what I need is a little uh, uh, Mobius camera that has a periscope kind of lens, so I can. There you go. Higher. Yeah. Just make oh, an extension. Yeah. Yeah. I'd but like anyway. to say the same thing for GoPro in general. I wish they would have it so you could separate the two, like the new 
when the GoPro 10 came out, you know, obviously the session is pretty good. A lot of, you know, skydivers were using it because it is, it is low profile, even though it's square. I don't have my 10 on me, but the 10 is a lot wider, but this, it's even higher than this. But they came out with this, uh, what do they call it? The GoPro, um, not light, uh, there was something else, but they tried to make this, this 10 that was lighter as far as that, but they had to have a little piece on the side to cool down the electronics, whatever it was. But if they could make it so you could mount them separately, run a cord back to like a helmet or something like that. You're yeah. right. It would be great if they could make that cam feature. But again, it's, it's a question of how many are they going to build that people really want that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, not for many people use model airplanes, I think. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyways. Right. Yeah. Congrats on the mini mower. And oh, I'm still waiting for you guys to arrow to it. What's the holdup? There's no holdup. We just didn't have time. We just knew we were going to do a tow line. All right. Well, I'm tired of your yeah. excuses. Make it happen. Well, I think there's some logistics issues too. We need a third person. What for the camera or what? the camera? Yeah, to get yeah. camera footage. Okay. Or you put an onboard camera on the tow ship and the glider. Bada bing. We've done this before, that's, fellas. That's Come not on. enough. We need we need a third person view. We need an ex exterior wide shot. We'll you know we'll get. Go back to film school to you for you, Terry. <laughs> While we're talking about cameras, there was a device that I had a couple of years ago. I've still got it, but I don't use it called Solo Shot. And the idea was oh, yeah, it was an automated thing that you put this little receiver inside the plane, or it wasn't designed for RC airplanes, but um, you could put this little receiver in there and the camera was supposed to follow it wherever it went. And I thought my ship has come in, right? This is exactly what I need. That's going to be everything. And you could even set it with certain cameras to zoom in. So you always had a certain percentage of the screen filled with whatever you were uh, trying to capture. It just, it didn't work. It didn't live yeah. up to its promise. And there was another version after that, that had the gimbal with an integrated camera that was supposed to fix all the problems of the one that I had. And I think that one ended up being even worse. So <laughs> that's, it's still a, a solution that's waiting for the hardware. So, and just to tack onto that, I would say, you're right, I never saw that camera work as far as recording video, but in the same technology, I've seen people who are doing UAV flights where they have an, an, a, like a remote antenna, it's not necessarily tied to them, that tracks where it is to increase the signal strength. <laughs> it's actually tracking where the quad is at all times or UAV. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had brief moments where in any given flight, maybe I would get three or four passes that worked right, but it would never just track it correctly from beginning to end. And you had to calibrate it at the beginning. It, obviously, since I'm not using it, it, it was Why is it following that dog? Right. <laughs> was it ready for prime time? Yeah. So that would be great when somebody fixes all those problems and uh, has a real solution for that. I'll be the first in line to buy one. Need lasers, <laughs> right? Hmm. So that was more of a camera discussion than a glider discussion, but whatever. Yeah, that's how we roll. Yeah. All What's right. up next, Fitz? Uh, you well, speaking of cameras, you Lee, you were considering some sort of FPV uh, purchase or something. What's what's up I with that? Am well, we briefly talked about it, Fitz. Uh, it was kind of a, again continuing the mini Moa. 
because I had the Mavic Pro, or excuse me, the Mavic Air 2, there we go, that I was doing that aerial footage with you, I was like, man, I need to do more chase stuff. And you and I had mentioned before that Austin has a, a race quad that he's chased the P51 for a review for you. And I was like, man, I need to get one. So I will tell you, I've been digging lately. And I, I'm not going to get too much into it just to say that I'm looking for a cinema type race quad. I guess you could say Cinewoop, but a little bit bigger that will hold my GoPro 10. It has to go faster than the Mavic Air. So the Mavic Air, I'm going to guess is 20, 25 max. So I really need something oh, yeah, a little really quicker fast. than that. But I don't need a racer that goes 100. <laughs> I'm not looking mm -hmm. for that. So uh, I did find one. Maybe I'll just save that package up later. Uh, the issue I have is the one I'm seeing that I'm going, okay, that's probably within the price range I can afford is that it uses ELRS. And Come I don't again? have ELRS, ELRS. Oh, LRS, long range radio. Well, they call it LRS, but it's ELRS. What's yeah, but long e range. Yes. Well, that's the, that's what they call it now. So, or extended maybe. Uh, and I don't have that. I'm just saying I don't have a radio that does that. Radio Master sells their radios with ELRS. And you can't put a regular receiver in it? You guys are going to have to dumb it down a little. I don't know what you're talking about. It's it's a technology used mainly for quads these days, especially for racers. Okay. Um, and they say it's, they basically say it's next gen. It kind of trumps everything that's come out in the past for FL Sky, FR Sky, and Spectrum and Futaba. So it, they say it's just newer, better. And that's where most of them are jumping on the bandwagon. And Radio Master is very popular. And like I, Joshua Bardwell, he uses ELRS. And anyway, I'm looking at possibly getting this new radio. Uh, gosh, for the life of me, is it? I'm losing my mind here. I've been looking at the TX16S Mark II, but they were, they just come out with a new one. And for, for the craziest reason, I don't have it on the top of my head. You're going open TX? Yeah, no, Edge. It'd be, so, could be, it'd be Edge TX. LRS, the last LRS system I played with was like four. Boxer, right? that's what it's called. So, the, so Radio Master just came out with a new transmitter called the Boxer. It hasn't been released yet. But what I kind of like about this new boxer radio, it's a little smaller. It's a little less than the TX16S that uh, you can get it in a four in one combo, which has supports spectrum. So that's fun to play with, but it, you can purchase an ELRS module to add to it. So that's about as far as I'm going to go. Cause I don't have any more details than that. I, I am certainly on the research. You can tell by not having my answers ready. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm trying to find the combo for that. And right now, that's kind of what I'm looking at. So, but my goal being, I'd love to do more chase, you know, stuff. Now, the Mavic Air is great for that cinema view that you can go slow. In fact, you've got modes there. One's actually called like cin <laughs> cinema, <laughs> you know, where it's really, really slow. So everything's nice and smooth. And, and I love that, but I need something a little quicker. So this might fill that. And with all the events I'm going to this year, I'd love to get in the air and, and capture more faster stuff. And sadly, you know, the truth is I'm, I'm a rookie at this. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm doing well with the air too, but I just, I got to do some practice to, you know, not crash <laughs> into other people's aircraft. But I, I have done stuff with Austin. You know, he's got one. We both looked at his, you know, video stuff and he has done some really good uh, coverage of my aircraft. So I think I'll adapt. So there you go. That's my possible new venture. I have two questions. Um, Fitz, do you have a question too? 
Uh, I had a statement. I was just looking up ELRS. I was gonna. Okay, good. Well, that's one of my questions. So you keep looking. We'll come back to that one. The first question is, and you kind of hinted at it, Lee. Is there kind of an etiquette protocol for this? Like, do you ask somebody before you chase their plane? Because there is an enhanced risk of a midair because of that. So I, I wouldn't feel comfortable just going around chasing somebody's plane unless they oh, said well, it's okay. Of course. No, uh, yes, exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure I get permission. But I've already told Fitz this is something I think I'd love to do for his reviews is to capture some more in-flight stuff. And E stands for Express. So it's Express LRS. It is an open source radio control protocol. But just listening to Josh Bardwell talk about it, it's basically technology that's more, I guess I'm going to say more advanced, maybe or a, a changing curve than some of the stuff we've just been used to. You know, I, I'll say DSMX. Okay. So it's just a different protocol, not longer range or different frequency or anything, just different dots and dashes. Well, well I, I'm looking at a page here. Um, maybe Fitz, have you pulled something up? Yeah, I have. Okay, go and ahead. The answer to that question is yes and no. So there is a 2.4 gigahertz protocol, but there's also a 900 megahertz protocol for ELRS. E standing for Express Long Range System. Uh, so, and they're saying it's it's a, a protocol optimized for low latency and long distance. 900 uh, megahertz for long distance? Yeah, yeah. Typically, a lot of times, the lower frequencies will give you a longer range than the higher frequencies. So it's not surprising. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it's just the physics of it. Um, and they're talking up to 30 kilometers. Come uh, again? So, so beyond visual yeah. line of sight. Yeah. Way beyond visual line of sight, yes. Huh. Uh, depending on the frequencies and the power output. But even like on 100 milliwatts, we're getting 10 kilometers, about, what, six miles? on 100 milliwatts on 2.4 gigahertz. So that's still pretty impressive. Uh, but what about stuff? Like, is that out in the desert or has to go through trees and buildings? Well, this is all line of sight, open air line of sight, of course. Anything okay. stuff that gets in the way is going to get in the way. It depends. And that's where 900 megahertz is more impervious to stuff than 2.4 if you're going to fly behind stuff. Well, the uh, and also the Boxer can support ELRS up to a watt. Yeah, I think they, they were showing some powers up a watt. Yeah, yeah, one watt. There it is. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you need a license for that much power. I was going to think. with Because yeah, even a ham license tops out at a watt, doesn't it? Uh, no, I don't think maybe. the ham has a watt, watt requirement. Um, uh, maybe not. I was going to say. But they, they had a the speed where it's, um, uh, it's open source as well. And they have modules and that kind of stuff. So, so it looks like it's an open source optimized link for long range communication. Hmm. All right. It runs in 2.4 and 900 megahertz. This is so, me reading stuff. So, if you're listening and you know you're an expert, don't, don't be too upset at us. We're looking on the fly. He's beginners. Well, I mean, I listened to Josh's video today about the Boxer transmitter, and it just seemed like a nice little fit for me because it can, it seems it can do so much, and it's not a huge investment. You know, it's not like paying $800 on a new spectrum transmitter. This appears to be something that would, that does a lot. It's open source. It's always changing. It's something I probably should learn because I've heard other people talking about the Edge TX software. And I'd like to get into it just to expand my knowledge of it. And yes, I'm not a huge FPV guy. I do have the goggles and I've done it. I'm, I have an FPV tugboat. Do you have an FPV tugboat? <laughs> um and if the radio is compatible with other stuff, I think that could be fun. So 
to me, this is ex an extension of my photography and my passion to get some more capture stuff. And yes, I'm sure there are tons of FPV guys out there. They're just laughing their butt off going, boy, he has no idea. Maybe they'll email us, contact at rcroundtable.com and, and say, Lee, this is what you need to do. And I'll be happy to read your email. So uh, yeah. just a thought, and I think I see where they're going with this a little bit. It's not only range, but um, if you're flying FPV, you know, those videos, you see them flying around factories and, and abandoned buildings and that kind of stuff. And that's going to have a lot of different ways of messing up your radio signal. And so this is supposedly designed uh, to be very robust in those type of environments. Okay. Interesting. So probably not a benefit to the average Sunday flyer, but... Yeah, probably not. No. Think, yeah, I don't think so. All right. But now that you couldn't, it's still a, a radio link. Right. So we yeah. had talked about Radio Master stuff before, and at that time, the benefit was multi-protocol. Does this new one that you're talking about have, you mentioned Spectrum, but does it have all the other ones too? Yeah, they call it 4-in-1. I don't have a list of what all the four the four are. I know Spectrum is one of them. I think 4-in-1 also supports Fataba. So, so it supports the four. I'm just wanting to make sure I want to make sure, pardon me, that the boxer does. If you, if you purchase the boxer in the four and one, that all you have to do is add the ELRS module to the back. It's got a module box on the back so you can switch to that. And again, not knowing the radio don't, I've never had a radio master to me. That just seems like, wow, that's really easy to do, especially. And I know, uh, our buddy, uh, Phil, he's got one. He's got a radio master and I've held one and they're kind of big and bolted the, the TX 16 S it's kind of big. And it's got some weight to it. Uh, and I know people like it. Um, but what the boxer seemed to bring to the table was it's a little smaller, more compact. And hmm. maybe that's going to be something since I'm not planning to do FPV, like all the time, I think I just need a simple system that'll get me connected to what appears to be a lot of Cinewoops. A lot of new quads, race quads are coming equipped or with the option for ELRS already installed. Hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, one of us really needs to pull the trigger so we can talk about Radio Master stuff or OpenTX or Edge TX, whatever it is, with some experience rather than guesswork. Yeah, tag, you're it. It is me. And, and I know, and I, and I, I understand, I'm like, I'm a, a target for people just to <laughs> complain the heck. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I don't, but that's what I'm doing. I mean, I've just started looking, especially after uh, flying with Fitz. I was like, gosh, I think I could have more fun. I mean, the stuff I got with the Air 2 was great. I sent it to Fitz and there's some, the landing of your, wasn't, you know, the landing of your uh, Mini Moa. Yeah. The string behind it. I thought it turned out pretty good trying to fly a level, you know, <laughs> something that's yeah. flying like this, you know, <laughs> down and tracking with the camera compared to something that's really, you know, more dynamic, excuse me, in its flight. Uh, so we'll see. There you go. That's all I wanted to mention. Hope right. that's enough. It's always enough, Lee. And uh, the Boxer doesn't ship for another two weeks, I think. So, I, I mean, I don't know what the back order might be, but... Um, and again, for the price, I think I might pull the trigger and I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. What is the shot. price? Uh, I think with the four in one and a couple of the extras were about, was about two eighty. Oh, okay. Seems reasonable. I think so. Compared to um, the TX sixteen S with the advanced gimbals that I was looking at and some accessories, that was like four twenty. Wow, it wasn't always that much. No, was it was it four? Oh, you no. know what? I'm thinking that, that might be the uh, quad price I'm thinking of. So it may have been, but it was over three. It was over three hundred. 
Really? I thought they were below 200 Still. at some point. No, no. But, well, the one I'm looking at was uh, had the, the gimbals, the extra, the CNC gimbals cost way more. And okay. they were all saying, if you were going to get this big radio, you should get the better gimbals. All right. I remember they offered some Hall Effect gimbals. And we were talking about that. They're they're yeah. both Hall Effect gimbals, they, but the CNC ones are finer. They, gotcha. They, I was told that they're just, if you're going to have a radio, for, what? What are you laughing at? Uh, Fitz well, we have the obligatory thing falling from Fitz's oh, Fitz. ceiling. Is that it? <laughs> it's something that else actually outside. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> All right. That's why I like, okay. Still, still <laughs> learning. Let's move on. I can I feel like I'm treading, walking through mud here because right, I really right. don't know where well, I'm going with this. <laughs> well, let's go from long-range flying to some really short-range flying, Terry. You were flying inside recently, apparently, weren't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Just a couple of days ago. There was... Um, uh, an event at a high school about 40 minutes away from me. And the whole thing was set up by one of the people who's in my club here in green Bay. And it wasn't just a thing for our club to go and do. It was more of a community event. So they invited students and parents to come out. And if any students had drones or whatever inside capable planes, they could bring those, but also, RC cars and they set up a simulator and it was probably, I don't think it was real flight, but something like Microsoft flights in. And uh, they had a pilot, at least one pilot, maybe a few pilots that were there like, chatting with kids and for anybody who had questions about careers in aviation. So it was kind of a big deal. And everybody in my club was encouraged to go to show support and interact and do all that stuff. And so I went and when I walked in, there were probably 50 people inside there. So, oh, wow. yeah, I was super impressed with the turnout for that. It was a party in the house. Right. And the venue was, it was their gymnasium with their basketball um, court. So it had your normal basketball court and then some easement all the way around it for when they have the bleachers out. So a pretty good size um, area and the ceiling was nice and high. So all of my ultra micro stuff, no problem. And then some of my two cells, small stuff like my uh, Ultra Micro Parallax or UMX Timber, like perfect for inside there. And um, anyway, there was a lot of people there doing all kinds of stuff, had a good time. The only, I don't even think it's a bad thing, just the unique thing about it is because there were people driving cars at the same time and then they didn't really coordinate the flight activities. So you had kids flying their stuff. Everybody's just kind of doing their own thing. So there were times when there were just a lot of airplanes in the sky and cars driving around the ground. And so you really had to keep your head on a swivel to, to make sure you were going to land in an area and not get run over by some kids drag racing or something like that. But overall, it was just very good to see that many people come out and participate in, in that sort of thing. So I had a good time. Had a midair with my UMX Radian, and I think it actually came out on the better end of that deal. Um, the what did it get run into? Oh, uh, somebody flying a UMX Beast, that biplane, which is a two-cell airplane with a brushless motor. But I, he went down. The Radian kept flying. So um, <laughs> you got a kill mark on your Radian? Yeah, right. And <laughs> I also had there. They had one basketball hoop that was partially not retracted to the ceiling and I center punched that with my champ. <laughs> but this is a champ that I'm, sucker, huh? 
Yeah. This is a champ that I bought last weekend at the swap meet that we had here. So I can probably talk about that for a minute too. Um, but I paid 20 bucks for this thing and it had already been upgraded by the previous owner to use a um, high voltage lipo, which I'd like to use in a lot of my ultra micro stuff. Um, but it had seen some, some abuse before the wing had been ripped in half and repaired, but it looked overall pretty good. Um, this is the first champ I've owned and I didn't like it. I, it seemed, yeah, I know Lee's giving me a look because everybody loves their champ, right? And I've I flown flew, yours. I flew my champ S plus this morning. Well, what are you talking about? Greatest play that, ever. I'm just kidding. Not the Maybe S plus. Not an S plus. It's I know, the original it's Park Zone or whatever it is. I know, but I'm still taking offense that you don't like the champ. <gasps> No, only this one. <laughs> Serial number five, five, three, whatever it is. This one's cursed, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> everybody loves their champs. That's why I bought me. it. <laughs> oh, there's a, another story to that too. But yeah, I think maybe just it had some weight with the glue or maybe the the decollage got out of whack. It just, it felt heavy and too fast. And I don't know. So maybe I'll part it out and put the electronics in something else. Or maybe I'll tinker with the CG. I don't know, but... It wasn't the magical experience I thought it would be. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that but, guy must have, have beat it up or something and made it well, made. Maybe. I mean, with a plane that size, a little bit of epoxy is a significant proportion of the weight. And then it's already got the heavier battery on it, too. So it, I'm not pointing any fingers to anybody at Horizon but, or any of the millions of people that love that airplane. But this one just ain't doing it for me. So we'll figure it out. But... I also bought a ultra micro T28 for $20 at the swap meet. That one appeared to be new in box and it still used the original battery, um, the standard voltage lipo. I have another one of those and I had already upgraded it. And that's a great flying airplane. I love it. It's the yellow one. The one I just bought is the white one. And I was super impressed with how that flew. It flew slow. It was maneuverable. It was fast. It flew a long time. So I could not have asked for any more out of that. And you know, I'm glad people... you mentioned that because Fitz, I don't know when the indoor event happens at Dulles, right? It's at Dulles High School. Isn't that the oh, one yeah. we go to? But I have not brought my T28 there because no. I have a yellow UMX T28. So I should bring that next time. And that's pre... No, the yellow one does have AS3X. It does. Yeah, the one I have. Right, so... It's an interesting thing because I bought the yellow one specifically to pull the receiver out. That's when I was building. Remember when I was making the ultra micro Waco gliders to pull behind the fly zone C47? Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted a, a safe equipped ultra micro receiver so that I could put that on the glider so that it would have a gyro under tow. And that really helped that uh, setup a lot. When I had the gyro enabled on those gliders, behind that micro C47, it was smooth as silk. It really worked great. Anyway, but so I pulled the receiver out. Then I had this empty airframe of the T28 and I happened to have another non-safe receiver. So I put that in there. So even though mine is the yellow one, it does not have a safe or AS3X receiver in it. Or maybe they all have AS3X. I don't know, but it certainly did have safe. And the new one I bought is pre-safe. So it's just the bare bones park zone thing, but it just flies so great. Four channels and you can ride on the runway with the nose up in the air, just riding along the mains and mm. I, don't know, just, I had a super good time with it. Pop the, yeah. 
The other plane that everybody just loved was that Ultra Micro B-17 that I got from you, Fitz. Oh, really? Everywhere I take it, everybody just loves how smoothly it flies and what it looks like. Somebody else there had one, so we flew at the same time for a couple minutes. But I put in a couple flights on that thing, and I can't tell you how many people came up and told me how cool it was. So, so the evil champ that you have must have been made at the same time the evil B-17 that I had. <laughs> Because <laughs> I hated what? my B seventeen. What happened I, to it? I got rid of it. I sold it. Oh really? And I was like, good riddance. I did huh. not like that B seventeen. Did you ever fly it when you owned it, Fitz? Yeah, I flew it a bunch of times. Okay. Yeah. yeah the only thing I've done to it, I added a little smidge of lead in the nose, and this is also one that I upgraded with the high voltage lipo. Um, but man, from the get go, it's flown great. Yeah. Never any complaints. I, I, Found something similar. What I did was I um, went to a larger battery, and I noticed it was an increase in performance on the motors, and the balance was better. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I can see see why you, why you would like it. And I don't know why they would the battery they recommended was the one he did because yeah, it, it definitely needed more nose weight and it needed a little more power. And that sounds like you, yeah. you hit the perfect combination. Yeah. So tried to knock over my drink there. So overall, I had a, a fun time at that event. Um, so what else was I going to talk about? Let's go back to the champ for a second. I got that at the swap meet last weekend. I'm going to bash um, it some more, make me cry. <laughs> no, no, no. So the, the guy that I bought it from had a few things at his table. One of the other things at his table, I should have brought it up here was a crossbow. So I made a combo deal with the champ and a crossbow. And something we should know, Terry. No, it's a, it's not like, uh, you move not to a hunting you get a crossbow. He's getting ready for the walking dead. <laughs> Any of those, those balloons come flying over way. here. <laughs> this is not a hunting caliber crossbow. This I've actually been using it inside my workshop. In the I was going to say, I think it shoots nerf darts. No, no, no. It, it's metal tip I stuff. Know. But <laughs> it's a pistol. And so... I don't know how you gauge these things, but it's, um, I would not want to be in front of it when I shoot it. But, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be either. <laughs> and actually when I was testing it out, I set up, I had the box that I just pulled the um, T28 out of. So uh, UMX box has some foam on the inside, but it's basically a cardboard box, right? The first couple shots went through that out both sides. So I'm like, okay, I better, <laughs> I better put some stuffing inside this box. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I've been having a ball with that thing. So yeah. yeah, don't don't put holes in my phone that you have holding for me. Don't be using uh, my Midwest cell phone for target uh, practice. Yeah, wish we'd talked about that yesterday. Uh. <laughs> have you thought about like tying a string to the bolts and going out to the pond in the back and have at it? With well, the fish? there's I don't know a few inches of ice on the top now. So oh yeah, I gotta wait. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think it's. Out to get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it was back with four minnows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, I thought uh, it was fun and uh, a oh, unique purchase. So speaking of the SWAT meet, uh, you broke my heart. You said you missed the the the, the little helicopter thing. The fl- oh, uh, the hyperfly. Hyperfly. Yeah. What well, story with that? Yeah, just, it was too late. Second. No, it was my own dumb fault. So, you know, I was there before my club hosted it. So I was there to help set up the day before and also before it started on Sunday. And I saw this guy come in and I saw the stuff and I was walking around taking pictures, the pictures that I posted for us on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, I got to remember that. I'll come back and talk to this guy. 
And the next time I came around, it was just as somebody else walked up, was looking at, it, hey, a hyperfly. He knew what it was. And then he asked the guy, hey, what do you want for it? And he said, 20 bucks. I'm like, no! <laughs> Man. Come here, Terry. <laughs> and yeah, this thing looked like it had been pulled right off a hobby shop shelf in 19... Oh, I was like, stop, box? stop, stop, oh, stop never mind. putting yeah, salt in the wound, Terry. No. <laughs> so yeah, I missed out on project. that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was so nice. I don't know if I would have flown it because it just the pack, it literally was new in package, everything uh, there. Wow. Um, and I, yeah, so for those who don't know, the Hyperfly was a really early helicopter from, well, not really early, but park size, electric helicopter. It was kind of a helicopter. It was sort of a hybrid helicopter, auto gyro kind of thing. Yeah, sort of, well, right? the, the head was powered, but it didn't have a tail rotor, right? It just had this big right. fake tail rotor like a rudder, a vertical stabilizer. Right, right. You yeah. had to be moving forward, as I recall. Anyway, it was pretty advanced for its time, but you know, now it would be considered Stone Age. But yeah, but it's such I, an it, interesting little thing. Anyway. Yeah, it certainly caught my attention. But later on from that same guy, I did get a different interesting project it's a um, Ford Fliver, an ARF of the Fliver. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Which, there was an ARF made out of Europe, I think. Um, this was imported by, do you guys remember Diamond Model Sports? Is that what they were called? Yeah. Diamond something. I think they're still around, actually. They're not. And I was familiar with them before, but they're gone now. And come to find out, they were based in Oshkosh, just down the road ah. from me. So uh, maybe there's a lot of Diamond products available because of that here um but anyway this is they made a couple versions this is the larger of the two so it's got a 70 inch wingspan wow. and the flivers kind of, it's almost a cartoonish plane it, it's really yeah it, this was a project Didn't that henry ford came up with too mm, i don't know uh, there may uh, be other examples good. out there but this is the only arf that i'm aware of but it's a ball supply arf it's got a, a fiberglass top hatch and designed for glow but easy enough to convert to electric. It ought yeah. to be a, a nice, good size airplane and uh, it looks pretty good. So pretty I cool. got that for a steal. They were trying to auction it and they, the opening bid, nobody was taken. And then they kept lowering it and lowering it. And then finally I said, all right, fine, I'll take it for that. And then nobody else bid against me. So I, Interesting. I stole that. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody was interested in it. Seems like a Yeah, me too. Again, that's the, kind of the benefit of liking unique airplanes. Yeah. Not many other people do. Did you sell stuff that you had gotten from that other lot at a state sale? No, I'm still kind of uh, working my way through that. So I didn't sell anything that day. I mainly went to do whatever the club needed to, to get set up and run. But of course, I ended up buying some things. So so, so you have you joined more than one club or just the one club you've joined so just far? The, just yeah. the one. There's only one in Green yeah. Bay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought there were multiple ones. Nope, just the one. Okay. So, I, yeah, I went out flying today. How did our field? We can talk oh, about that later if you been... want. Speaking of swampy fields. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember if there's anything else from the SWAT meet that that I should tell you about. Anything of interest? Mm, maybe not. But there's a lot of neat it. stuff there. Was it hosted by your club then? Hosted by my club, yep. Yeah. How, how do we, we were great at, attendance? Um, much more than anybody expected, I think. We rented out like a reception hall. And 
Actually, I went to another swap meet there a couple months ago, hosted by a different club, and there were much more people <laughs> this time around. Um, but it's good. It's a little bit south of town, so that helps attract the people from Milwaukee and lower cities. They don't have to drive all the way up to Green Bay. But we had a good turnout. Every table that we set out was taken by somebody, and we ended up having to scramble to get a couple more tables. And yeah, we ended up making some money on the deal. So oh, good. Yeah, it, it all worked out well. And I did post some pictures, so you have to look on our Facebook page or Instagram to see some of the various stuff that was around. But a lot of neat airplanes. Some stuff really went for a song, and other stuff sold at good prices. So I think overall it was a good deal for everybody. I'm happy about it. Good job. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And when we're done talking, I'm going to remember something that I'm sure I wanted to tell you about, but I'll catch it on the next show. I'm looking around to see if I staged anything. Nah, move on to the next one. All right. Well, Lee, looks like you got some plans coming up to an event in Georgia. In Georgia? In Georgia? Yeah, I'm the real heading peach to, I am. I'm heading to Seth, guys. All right. Um, All right. It's official? It's official. I'm heading to Seth. Hopefully, I don't... <laughs> I'm hoping, planning. I hope I get there. I hope I arrive. <laughs> Hope I get to fly. Uh, you flying or driving? I'm driving. Wow. Yeah. It's a good uh, haul. It, it is. Yeah. And I'd take I'm, my buddy Fitz if he could go, but no, he can't no. go. No, sorry. <laughs> so, I'll make yeah. it up somehow. I'll be going um, solo. However, although I'm going solo, I'm hanging out with our buddy Damon Dag Atwood. I'll just call him Dag. Okay. Oh, cool. He has been talking about doing a video guide for newbies at Ceph. And I seem to be like the perfect fit for his content. So I actually had a conversation <laughs> with him and told him, I said, you know, really, I, I'm coming for the AMA, but I want to fly, but I'd love to be next to your tent so I can hang out with you and do some footage for your, you and your YouTube channel. Plus Spe also you can. Well, his video is specific to Ceph newbies? Yes. Not ours. Okay. Yeah, okay, not gotcha. me, but just I would be a good candidate to watch <laughs> what this is all about. <laughs> so like, you want to go to Seth, <laughs> to Seth and fly your airplanes. Here's how you start. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse now, me. Uh, Dad builds. Okay. Um, you first, Fitz. Real quick. Your first time at <laughs> Seth, right, Lee? This is my first time at Seth. Okay. Go ahead, Dad. It's like, it's like best by what? Times 10? 20? Oh yeah, hundred easily. Yeah, yeah, order of magnitude easily. But you know, I say that not having been since 2012 might have been the last time I went. I've been twice. Right. I think 2008 okay. and 2012. That's more and recent that's than I have. So. Eleven well, years see, ago, I'm sure it's but changed. I, so you're saying more than 500 pilots are going to be at Ceph? We had I 50 pilots at best last year. So you're saying there's going to be more than 500 people? I think mm. so. Pretty close, right. right? Or okay, at well, least a couple hundred, at least. Okay. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I mean, it's it's bigger than best, but it looks like it's kind of the same thing. They all just pile their trailers and stuff on the flight line, and everybody has these little tents, and they just enjoy the day and hang <laughs> out and have fun. And, plural. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only one. Well, they divide up a full-scale runway into sections, or at least they did when oh. I was there. I think since the last time I went, they've installed Ooh. a pond. So, yeah, I think there's a, a back flight line for helicopters, and I think, yeah, right, a pond or something for float flying. Yeah. So anyways. 
All right. So I'll be interested to see your experience and how it's changed since I've been there. But what I was going to say or slash ask is DAG is known for building super ginormous models that go mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So do you know what he's planning to bring this year? Nope. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. I got to <laughs> I gotta keep, gotta keep the surprise or suspense there. But I told him I'd be happy to take footage for him. So don't know if I'd be able to get my little, you know, Cinewoop, as we were talking about earlier, uh, out for this event. I'm hoping to, but I'd love to do that kind of uh, footage for him. Although I'll definitely be bringing my uh, my Mavic Air, and I'm hoping to get a lot of content for the AMA. All right. Do you know? And I'm going to add real quick. I've already talked to Damon. We're going to do live shows from Seth, he and I. So unfortunately, since Fitz can't be my host walking around the flight line, Dag will be the one who can show us what it's all about. Okay. Been recruited. Oh, what days will you be there? Uh, I don't know. It's a week long thing, isn't it? It is. I won't. I don't think I arrive till Tuesday, but I stay through Saturday. Through Saturday. Okay. Mm -hmm. He says a lot of people leave in in the afternoon on Saturday, but I'm going to just hang out and what? see what he does. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I guess it's the full week and some people have to travel oh, quite a distance yeah. to get back home. I guess uh, you've been there all week. It's not a big deal to leave. Yeah. And I don't think they have anything planned Saturday night per se, like Joe Nall does. So, mm-hmm. so are you staying at the field? I am. Really? How are you doing that? Trailer. Oh, that's right. You're driving there. Okay, good. Both times I went. I was with a group and we, uh, we had a hotel in Americas, which is you know, just down the street, but yeah, I had wished that we had been able to stay there on the field. Yeah, I'll yeah. bring a tent with me, but I plan to just stay in my trailer. I did okay at best. It was a little cold, but now I've got my learning curve now, so I know what to bring. Plus I am hoping, uh, talking with, uh, Bob Bernard, who's running the event, and I've communicated with him because I'm going as an AMA representative. I might have a, a tent or at least this area for AMA uh, at, you know, as a sponsor to um, have electricity. So I think where I might be is where they'll have uh, an electrical available, which case I have my trailers hooked up for external AC. So I'll be able to put in an air conditioner fan or heater or whatever if, oh, I, nice. if I need it. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I'm good for roughing it. So. I don't need the hotel is nice just to be relaxed and, you know, chill like Fitz and I did for Joe Nall, but uh, I'll, I'll wait for that other part, but Joe Nall is coming up too. <laughs> We're gonna have a different event for that. <laughs> so. so you're going back. Cause that's just a couple of weeks later, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So you thought that one drive to Georgia was going to be long. I had to turn around and now drive yeah, to South Carolina. See. We'll do a bunch <laughs> of driving have, this year, but so. I'll have Fitz with me this time. So yes, um, we will be going together. Yeah, and we are renting an RV. I've already oh on it. on site on site. Yeah, so we'll have an yes. RV delivered for us and place to hang out and get some sleep, hopefully. And yeah, uh, participate and in the nighttime antics and all kinds of stuff. Exactly. Enjoy enjoy staying at the field, getting up early, and flying our butts off. And I, as far as I know, Tom and Richard are planning to go. Our buddies from Dallas, so we will hang out with them. So I yeah, I've got some trips planned. I'm not going to Perry, so won't be doing Perry this year, but I'm sure we'll have some people uh, let us know how things go. Maybe we give them a list of things to look for. Maybe some people will remember us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I know, oh, cool. people, you know, we know some people are going, so yeah, maybe a little short list. If you see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of events, uh, Fitz, do you see my shirt? Uh, SAE. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I just got the dates for that. Did you see that I? 
tell you. <laughs> Another um, thing dropped. <laughs> Apples, <laughs> coconuts. <laughs> Sorry, I got, uh, I got distracted by something. I just realized I left outside and hitting the door. No, but that's uh, the, that's another event that I'm signed up for the AMA to you know to record content. So so yes, we have. Let me let me see it real quick. I just Raymond just told me the dates for SAE, and where are they? I think he told me the dates. Did I not write them down? Um, we're on, maybe they're on top of your head. <laughs> we're on top uh, of this. No, I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and talk. I'm going to look it up real quick. No, I just, I'm just saying we've got a lot of events to attend this year, so we're going to be pretty busy. Hope you guys who are listening or watching can uh, catch up with us while we're there, especially if you're at Joe Nall. You know, since Fitz and I will be camping out near the electric line, we'd love for you guys to stop by and hang out and got to definitely bring some float planes, Fitz. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. float air is real nice. Uh, so I, I've got a couple I got, uh, off that I can bring. Do you see uh, me okay, pondering? So see. You see my pondering uh, face? I can feel well, it. Well, you got something okay, uh, so in the works? I wonder. Well, first, I was thinking bringing my CZ Cub. Because with the floats, because I, I bought a set of floats and I haven't used it yet. But now I had so much fun. <laughs> this is hilarious to say this. I had so much fun flying that other guy's twin otter. <laughs> um, I have yeah, another. Floats. Yeah, I have another twin otter. It's new in box. I had fits right. by me one after I loved mine. So uh, I have a backup. I'm like, should I go ahead and just build that and put floats on it? All right. So I know. Um, there's a lot of similarities here. So when I was driving back and forth to the flying field today, I was listening to the latest episode of RC Plane Lab podcast. They're going to Joe Nall. Oh, They're wonderful. going to be camped out on near the pond. And uh, Ron from that podcast is he bought a twin otter with floats just for that purpose. He heard our show. show. You can just fly his. <laughs> That's <what laughs> or we'll fly each other's and then we'll go which one's yours <laughs> but also oh that'd be a great photo though for dual you, you know this will when is journal uh may okay so a couple months away um but you know they were running the electro street build which i've started on the fuselage um i'm not finished with mine but um so fitz you bought the short kit and I so did, you've got yes. a couple months before you're face to face with the people running this, so don't embarrass us. Uh, 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 I plead the fifth. Okay. You're not watching I'm the Super Bowl. You can have it done by <laughs> 8 o'clock uh, tonight. I don't see. <laughs> I don't, there's, there's a lot going on between now and then, and so I don't know if I can squeeze it in. Uh, I'm trying to help you avoid an awkward situation when you run into them there. Well, you know, maybe I can bring just going to berate you every episode, Fitz. Uh, well, just keep... Keep hammering me, Terry. Um, how quick is yours going together? Um, it's it's pretty good. The initial stall was I had you know my stuff is just scattered everywhere, so I had to find all the different places mm. I have balsa wood stashed and different things like that. Um, the actual assembly, if you're set up ready to build something, is not bad at all. And you have you know what components you need, and you have them. Yeah, available. good point. I Actually, need to find a yeah, I had to go to the hobby shop. Yeah. I had to buy some triangle stock yesterday. Did the hobby um, shop seem to have, is it they did, they really a, standard sizes of wood? They had a pretty good selection there. It wasn't as light as I would have liked, but you know, yeah, what are you going to do? I just want to make sure they didn't have like weird sizes of wood. I thought to order or something like that. Do you think it's well, like generic sizes? 
I assume you're not coming to the Green Bay Hobby Shop. But no, now, I told no. you last time, I ended up making my own leading and trailing edge stock out of sheet because they're a little bit unique, or at least okay. I didn't have them. But yeah, if you have a reasonable selection of sheets and sticks, you'll be fine. I do. I have a pretty good selection, so I'll go through. Maybe what I'll do is at least try to pick out the wood pieces I have or don't have and try to get stuff. And that way, if I can find some time to work on it, I'll try to frame it. Up. I mean, yeah. it does look like it's not a very complicated kit. It's just I got so much other stuff. That... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so actually, I started yeah. on the fuselage today, and it uses three thirty-seconds thick balsa sheet for the sides and i've really? got some of that yes I, somebody gave it to me a long time ago maybe they were cleaning out an uncle's basement or something and they uh, somebody i worked with they brought it me hey you build airplanes right here's some balsa wood but at some point i don't know if the person who gave it to me or somebody before that i guess they thought 36 inches was too long and took up too much space so they had broken it into one foot length <laughs> and not cut it but it's like sawtooth broken oh. so I've had to rejoin them with scarf cuts to be able to oh. make the fuselage side. So, and that just takes a little engineering. Plus I'm doing something a little bit different. I finally figured out how I'm going to make mine unique and that's required some head scratching and oh. uh, calculating. So once I actually have everything figured out, I think the rest will go quickly. Did you see that the uh, old school model work for selling bundles of balsa wood? Oh yeah, I did see I that. See that relatively so, discounted prices, I think. I don't know. I was yeah. thinking about picking up a bundle or something. Well, if yeah, our buddy yeah. Terry would just go to the, that uh, city in Illinois, <laughs> buy all those lots of balsa I sent him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't look up where that is, but even the northern border of Illinois is about three hours away from me. What do you want? I'm I'm driving to Atlanta and then South Carolina. Cry me a river. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you are coming to Oshkosh. Uh, oh, and it, it gets better because I was telling you how busy we are. Because then I drive to Muncie for like June for Camp AMA with Ryan. I come back, I drive back to Muncie with Austin for Nats. And then from Nats, we drive straight to your house in Wisconsin. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you can't make a little trip down to Illinois? Yeah. Well, if that auction's still open, we can look at it. All the right. thing is with those auctions, you can usually get a good deal, blah, blah, blah. They say, but you must pick up between 11.15 and 11.34 on Tuesday. And that's it. They yeah. ship stuff. and yeah. Or if they do ship it, they want all these extra surcharges. So it's not pickup friendly usually. I understand. I will say, speaking of that, I have a uh, an estate sale I'm looking at where it's in Arlington. And I know we have Virginia? friends. Texas. Oh, Texas. And we have friends up there, but it's, I think it's over on the 15th. And I have a friend who's up there and I said, Hey, do you think you'd be able to pick this up if I ordered it? Cause it's no shipping, but it's a, it's got a vintage glider. Should I tell you what it is? I'm afraid to tell anybody. I don't want people looking it up and getting it for a dollar more than me. <laughs> well, that's another thing about that auction you sent me. It looked like the RC people have already got the scent of that. Thing. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't tell you what it looked like. But <laughs> I didn't notice the balsa specifically, but Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I've, uh, I've got a, well, <laughs> we will get this recording up before the auction ends. So I'll just tell you, Sagita <laughs> 900, new in box. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. A Sagita right. 900. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to have one of those. I had, we knew somebody who had a Sagita at one of our, you know, flying areas and it was pretty, it's very, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's got a, you know, pointy tail. Well, uh, you might remember Kirk Jensen had one. 
fits. He has a pointy tail. Sagita. Usually that falls off. After, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anywho, I was like, I'd love to have that. I think it'd be a great kit to have. And, and right now there's no bids. It's like, holy smokes. I'd love to get my hands on that for like 10 bucks. There's a dozen of you waiting around just ready to snipe. <laughs> you know what? Our next show, I'll say, so that thing went up to three ninety five. <laughs> but I got it. I'm the sucker. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to let those jerks take it away from me. Like couldn't help myself. I kept hitting the energy. <laughs> uh, anyway, we got distracted, uh, or I got distracted, because that's what I do. What, what else were we uh, talking about? Uh, just follow know. up. The SAE Aero Design is April 14th to 16th for the one in Fort okay. Worth. There's one in Florida on March 10 to 12. If you're in Florida, check that out. It's a cool thing to see. I'm not sure where in Florida. Are, you guys, to be. are y'all volunteering at the Fort Worth again? Uh, yeah, I am, if I can make it. Lee? So, so Seth's the week after that. So SAE would be a week before I leave for, for Seth. So interesting. Are you planning to go to Fort Worth, Lee? To, for SAE Air Design? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. For the AMA or as a volunteer for SAE? AMA. All right. Cool. Crashy smashy. Take your helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff, man. Yeah. Although, were there a lot of wrecks last time? Uh, man with his head to the camera. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, SAE? Yeah. Were there a lot of wrecks? Were you, was it last year you went? Yeah, I went last year. Okay. Uh, yeah, there were a few. There was a there was a couple of epic ones, including the um, Texas A and M one that that disintegrated. Oh, right. oh yeah, yeah. All that. the soccer balls went flying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy I got that on video. That. Yeah. <laughs> but they, the team ended up winning anyway, so that was they had a backup plane and they did really really well. Uh, so uh, yeah, there was uh, it was always they're always entertaining every time. And they, they always tweak the rules too, so they always come. The teams come up with some really funky designs to try to meet the rules. So, I'm gonna make a correction. So you were saying SAE Air Design is the 14th and 15th. Is it go through Sunday or just the 14th and 15th, Friday and Saturday? Uh, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did I? Okay, so yeah, I thought the awards were Sunday morning. The yeah, awards go. are they they fly half the day Sunday and then do the awards. Okay. And then Friday so, is judging. Saturday is the main flying. Okay, so. Seth is the 24th of April through the 29th. All right, so you've got a week to recover. Yeah. And I'll, right. I'm hoping to get to Seth either by the 25th or the 26th. I'm not sure which day I'm planning to arrive. But anyway, right. but that's, you're right. That's a, another week later. Well, speaking of crashy smashy, Uh-oh. I'm admiring that single blade propeller behind you, Fitz. What, is that what, a new technological breakthrough? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see. No, anything. he's got. It's counterweighted. It's got one big lead weight on the other end. Yeah, they're really it's a efficient. single blade. Yeah. Well, I don't see. Looks <laughs> looks fine to me. Yeah, it was you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could use so your savage bobbers. Pretty savage. So yeah, if you're watching on on the YouTube, uh, it needs an alignment savage. too. It it, it 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 had an incident today. Okay. Uh, you just so step up for you. Stand up for a second, and then just let people see. In fact, I'll give there you so low. Here's a sneak peek of the, what what's left of the Savage Bobber, Savage Crasher. Uh, so, <laughs> where do I start? 
Well, it was an awesome day for flying today. I said, oh, it let was. me take the Savage Bobber out. I still needed to get some video for the, for the video review. So um, I had Jeff join me out there and to take some video. And so we got started. Uh, I had a weird thing this morning where I had to rebind it because it was just acting weird. But anyways, so it took off. Nothing, no incidents. Just flew it around. I was proceeding to give it some a good workout. Flew around, did some loops and rolls. Um, and uh, I said, well, let me do a, just a quick snap roll. And so we did a great snap roll, which immediately transformed into a flat spin. Oh. And it didn't, it wouldn't come out. Really? And so this is the result of it pancaking onto the ground in a flat spin. And it just refused to come out. I had full opposite L rudder um, power on. It just, just was, it was in, it wasn't coming out. And I was actually at pretty good altitude too. I wasn't really low. So I had time to come out of it. And if anything, it just got faster. <laughs> wow. Time slowed uh, down. And time slowed increased. down. Like, oh, it was like, oh, that's interesting, flat spin. Let me just get some opposite rudder. And wait, it's not working. Why isn't that coming out? Oh, no, this is not good. Quack. <laughs> Do you think that one has less lateral stability because the fuselage isn't covered? I, I think that's what it is because I actually did a, a, a quick attempt at a um, um, knife edge with it just for giggles. And I could tell. I was like, whoa, it was really, really funky when it when i tried that How, yeah there's nothing to knife edge on it's just there's nothing tubes. it's just airframe yeah let me uh, stand back here and grab it so but i think you know snap rolls are usually pretty innocuous right i mean they're not not exactly you know you can see the the back of it so yeah it's all open but i figured because i had done a snap roll before it wasn't the first time i've flown this thing a bunch of times and so i said well, i'll just do a quick snap roll just to show on the camera and the last time i did it did it fine and this time it just it it for some reason, it snapped itself into a flat spin. Maybe I was thinking today, maybe the direction, maybe in one direction, it has, has a tendency to, uh, if I snap to the... Um, you would think right? left is more yeah. violent because you've got torque helping it. Yeah, one way is more violent. So I might have, when the last time I snap rolled, I might have done it in the opposite direction. And it's okay in that direction. I mean, when I did it today in the opposite direction is when it got more violent because uh, you've got the P factor pushing it. So, um, so I might have done thing maybe to the right today instead of to the left or something like that. So yeah, unfortunately, it, it's pretty well banged up. Uh, the fuselage survived fairly well, but the wing mounts got trashed in the top, and the landing gear is 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 sprayed. Um, the wings, the wing struts are buckled. Uh, one wing looks pretty good. The other one has some spar damage a little bit. There's a, uh, I'll show you. There's a, <laughs> where the spar kind of poked through the, the covering. Oh yeah. So, so, so I have some stuff to talk about on my video review. And it is a nice <laughs> flying model. I mean, it doesn't fly bad, but I think it's just, there's certain things you just don't want to do with it. Was there video? Yeah, it's on video. <gasps> yes, it's on video. It was for I was doing a video Thank review. The gods. So, yeah. Yeah. so I got video and commentary. Thank the I don't wish video it, gods. Yeah. I would not wish that to happen to you, but if it's going to happen, put it on video. It's on video. Yes, I don't want to well, see it happen, but when it happens, I want to see it. Is that the whole yeah. joke? Yeah, yeah, something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this uh, so, point, after his little battery ejection thing, we I, everybody's got to have a camera on fits from this. 
date. <laughs> Something excellent is going to happen. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to suck. That's not your only transgression lately, right? Did I do something else? I, I thought the F-14 behind you had a little scrape too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead and rub it in. <laughs> yeah, just rub it in, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Remind uh, me not yeah. to let Fitz fly any of my planes this week. So minor, minor, minor. Well, this one was more of an experimentation. I was, I knew I was taking a risk when I when I had the transgression with this. This is the the E flight F fourteen, the oh, twin forty millimeter EDF. Uh, it's a neat little plane, actually. There we go. Uh, Would you so, say that's about one thirty second scale? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, probably. Yeah, pretty close to that. Thirty second or twenty four scale. So right. yeah, it's it's small little guy, but it's neat. I've been having a lot of fun with it. But what's interesting is the uh, the wings are designed to uh, snap. The linkage in here uh, has a design in it that if you abruptly hit the wings or anything like that, they the linkage snaps off by design to prevent you from stripping any gears or anything like that. So it's got a a, a weak link, I guess you could say. A sacrificial so, connection? It doesn't yeah, break, it just comes loose? It just comes loose. And so okay. what you do is you pull out four screws out of the bottom, and this top patch comes off, and you just basically snap it back on. It's it's, it's like a ball and joint kind of thing. Uh, okay. It's kind of clever, but it is it snaps off fairly easy. We'll never do it in flight, but I had one chant, one time I was taxiing with the wings out, and I kind of tipped over, and it, and it popped off and so the wing just kind of flopping and then what happened was during i was doing the video review and i pulled the gear off and did a hand launch and i came in the land with the wings out and tall grass and it just long darted into the into the grass kind of i don't know the landing wasn't abnormal but it was enough to snap both connectors off and, and slide the wings back and so i thought hey that's kind of interesting i wonder i was too lazy to, to take it apart and say, i wonder <laughs> if i could fly it like that so I proceeded to take off and fly a pattern with the wings all the way back and loose. Right. And so I came in. I came in for came in for landing, and landing wasn't too bad. It, it was had a little more lift than I thought. And what happened is, as I was just getting into the flare, it kind of rolled slightly and then went behind the cameraman. And so I lost sight of it for a second. And when it landed, it landed on his wheels kind of fast and a little bit hard, and it just flipped itself over. And broke off the two verticals and one of the landing gear mounts, uh, and oh, scraped okay. up the canopy. So it wasn't anything serious. It just was a just a, a bouncy landing. Not uh, even an effect of the loose wings. That was just incidental. It, was well, just an it didn't do that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I, I guess say that. Explain well, that the, again. The fact that it landed upside down is not because the wings were free to sweep on their own. No, 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 because it was just a real bouncy landing. Yeah, it, just, okay. it was a weird kind of bounce flip kind of thing as it landed. So sometimes planes will bounce and kind of just flip over because you're, I guess the, the force of the bounce was, it was conflicting with the aerodynamic loads, and it just does a weird – it was kind of a weird thing. I was surprised it, it actually flipped over like that because normally you would think just kind of a hard bounce, but yeah. it did what it did. So Interesting. Uh, so that all – that conversation makes me think – you guys are familiar with automatic leaning edge slats, right? Which are just kind yeah. of spring-loaded devices. And based on the speed of the air coming at it, it either deploys or when the airplane gets going fast enough, that pushes it back in. 
So right, I wonder right. if you could find a spring for that sweep mechanism so that at low speeds, it's automatically forward. And as you build speed, it sweeps it back. Oh. It would take some fine tuning. Work. But, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could do something like that. No, this is, uh, but, but I found out you can take off and land this thing with the wing swept back. It actually took off really well. In fact, I would yeah. argue it took off in shorter distance with the wing swept back versus when they're fully out. Huh. Is anybody guessing what I'm thinking? No. What's what, that? What are you thinking? All right, you gotta you gotta take off and have one wing come out. Uh, one oh, one. That, that was my next question. Thought about but, that. I didn't try it, but I seriously thought about that afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> are they geared together, or will they work? Yes. There's a mechanism. If you watch my video, I'm working on it now. I actually should have it uh, uploaded fairly soon, next day or so. Um, there is a, a nice, there's a neat little jack screw kind of mechanism, and there's an aluminum spar. Uh, wing box here and so they both move together okay and so if you wanted one out one in you'd have to pop it off and lock it in place with tape or something like that huh. all right uh so cool, though. anyways yeah it's still pretty neat it's a neat little model it was super easy to hand launch just pull the gear off put it in remember we talked about safe mode for hand launches yep they specifically say to put it in safe mode for hand launches but yeah, apparently they tweak the algorithm so that it can actually detect the hand launch, either the accelerations or something. And so when you launch it, apparently it knows that and uh, either feeds an up elevator or something to, to smooth out the launch. And so when I launched it, it was just straight as an arrow, just went night, real nice out of the hand. Did a really good job. Yeah. It was super easy to do. And has good power for that? Yeah, plenty of power. Yeah. All right. Awesome. It's a good looking airplane. It is. My, my only complaint is we were talking about the B1. This has the same right. problem. It's, yeah, it's, it's got some accents, but. It's got some, but when you get it away, it's got low visibility. When the wings are out, you can really yank and bank it and keep it in tight and close. But when the wings swept back, your turns get larger and it starts getting hard to see. Yeah. There's a couple of times where I was like, I think I can see where it's going. You know, uh -oh. like, I think at one time I even flipped it to safe mode just to, to make double, double check that i was in the right orientation so yeah. i'm seriously considering doing a little bit of a repaint i found there's some high visibility at 14 schemes out mm -hmm. there or higher visibility so i, I may tweak the, uh, the paint scheme but it is definitely a keeper i do like it. it's pretty snazzy all right cool well if it makes you feel any better about your screw up with the savage bobber i flew two airplanes today one was the um amptique that I got at the Neat Fair a couple of years ago. That one has an Astro 05 direct drive that I run on two cells. Um, beautiful airplane. Uh, it flies great. And today was a little bit windy. And actually, when I got crosswind trying to taxi out, it blew over. Ended up blowing over a couple of times, but it's fine. Um, anyway, the other plane I took was my CZ Cub, the older blue one. And I had to set it up, got everything going, flew it two times, brought it back in, and was taking it apart to put it away in my car, realized I had never attached the wing struts to the fuselage. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know how much structural integrity they provide, but I did notice the wings seemed a little flexible, more flexible than usual. Um, but yeah, my dumb brain never snapped to it during those flights. And I wasn't doing gentle stuff. I was doing a lot of knife edge and rolls and, and they, they, they stayed on. Yeah, it stayed fine. You know, they don't hold the wings in place, 
but I assume they had some. They didn't go like they didn't turn to a V. (laughs) No. So anyway, hopefully I'll remember that next time. So, but what a fun airplane that is too. I like mine. Yeah. So mine, I guess they all have provisions for a tow release. You just have to put a servo in there or something. Mm. So I I look forward to using that as a tow plane. I forgot that it actually can move forward pretty quickly. I was thinking it was just kind of a lumbering beast, but it, it's got a little speed when you give it the gas. Did we talk about this? Do you have the stock motor in it? Yes. I is know it, you upgraded yours. Is it the 40 or the 50? Uh, I think the 50. Did they okay. put a 40 in it? So the, yeah, there was. it started with a 40 that quickly got replaced by 50s. But Okay. Yeah. My 40. This one, it'll hover if that tells you anything. Well, my Turnigy, when I switch to the Turnigy, I have a lot of love, lovely power on mine. Hmm. Cool. You know, I almost forgot about something. But... Lay it on us. Share. Uh, so yesterday we had an interesting special event at the flying field. I can't believe I almost forgot about this. So the one JSC of our club, club members. Yeah, JC Club. One okay. of our members is either knows or friendly with a bunch of full-scale pilots. There's a, some sort of flying club at his job or something like that, or roof, roof, loosely affiliated with the job. And so he invited him to come out to our field to see model airplanes. And I, at first I thought, well, that's odd. Why would they want to see model airplanes? But it, when we had the event, it turns out that many of them really weren't all that familiar with model airplanes. Even though they were full-scale pilots, it's, you know, just private pilots you know, for fun, they really weren't all that familiar. They had a lot of questions. And we brought out we had a really good turnout, despite the weather being kind of meh. Uh, we had a good turnout of our club members with a good variety of aircraft. And we were able to talk to them, answer, have them uh, explain to them bits and parts of the aircraft. And they had a lot of interesting questions and answers. We had a trainer set up with a buddy box. So some of the they brought some kids out with them. So we had the kids try to fly. One of the trainers, uh, the club president, and uh, one of the uh, instructors was out there setting things up. And I was out there. I brought my Val, Tony, Terry. I brought the Val out. Nice. Did you? I get you were having engine trouble with that before. Did you get that I all was. squared away? Yeah, I got that squared away. It ran like a champ. In fact, it ran nice. better than it's ever ran. <laughs> um, What'd you do differently? Uh, I did a couple of things. One is I changed the. Uh, um, I put a clamp on the spark plug, uh, the cap thing. Okay. I think that was getting loose and causing some issues. And I tweaked the tuning of the engine. I think I rigged it just a touch. I think it was leaning out in flight. Uh, I had a couple of things getting it ready. And I realized I had uh, I needed to charge the battery. I thought the battery was completely dead, but I was able to revive it. And um, I didn't want to start it first. For some reason, it was, I had the starter on it. Like, I think this thing is running. And then it eventually cranked right up and it was running quite fine. Uh, and I remembered to bring the bomb this time. So nice. I had the bomb drop and the smoke system. It worked too. So it was great to mm-hmm. show them both the smoke system as I was flying around and the bomb drop. They got a kick out of the bomb drop. Even though it, it released late, I came in for the dive and I pressed the button. Nothing's happening. It's like, oh, the, button, the thing. And I kind of pulled out and went, went uh, off a little bit and then it, then it fell out. And they were all excited. Hey, the bomb drop. <laughs> you need to talk to Mason. Uh, yeah, he needs explosive yeah, yes. bolts. I need a, yeah. yeah, explosive bolts on it instead of just a release mechanism. Uh, and I brought uh, my Freewing A4, uh, oh, out, right. uh, which is interesting to uh, Lee. Uh, you know, Jeff, his father worked 
on A4s when he was in the Navy back in the, the good old days, I guess, when he was a, a young lad in the, in, in the Navy. So he was real excited to see that he was out there. He wanted to see that fly as well. He was telling me about servicing the A4. So they got a kick out of that too. They were all fascinated by the jets, the electric jets and that kind of stuff. And so, um, so we, had a good, we gave an impromptu flight demonstration to some real full-scale pilots. It was funny. It was uh, I was talking to several of them. I was like, "What do you fly?" And it was, it was at one point. It was this lady, uh, no, uh, you know, a little bit older lady, and she was uh, just kind of standing around. And I said, "Well, do you, are you a pilot?" She goes, "Oh yeah, I have a, 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 a Piper such and such, and I have a T six. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. If you ever need any ballast in the back seat, you let me know. Yeah, I was like, you have a T six. She goes, oh, yeah. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, anyways, I just wanted to mention that. That uh, uh, I don't know. I forgot if they had a, the club had a name or not, but uh, we had a great time hosting them for hmm. a bit. Nice. I, I have a little segue there because. Our next little outing at JSC is going to be with our buddy Tony Accurso and his daughter Evelyn. I don't know if Terry knew this, but they're driving to Texas this week, and we're going to. This week, wow. yeah. So I'm hoping Fitz is going to work out a location and time, but I'm I'm hoping to catch up with you guys on Wednesday to to hang out with our buddy who's from California. Yeah, how he, long are they uh, going to be in town? He well, knows, we, we can talk he knows about a little offline. bit about airplanes. Yeah, <laughs> <A second or laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to have connections at the Ellington Hangar and then, of course, at the Cement Pond. So Yeah, MDL, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys are intending to do tours at those places, I might still be able to help. But, you know, it's been a long time. Yeah, I don't know. The MDL would be neat to see because that's usually off the beaten path. Yep. It, I don't know about Ellington. Ellington Field. Yeah. And Ellington, too. Yeah, he would be. Well, I didn't think about Ellington. Well, he may have access. Oh. Well, he might. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, may have more access than we know. I, <laughs> He's like, yeah. I had not thought of that. Let me, because there's the air museum up there too, and you might be yeah. interested in. All right, so yeah, I'll let's talk, talk offline. Let's see if okay, we can make we'll it a special trip for him. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk about our visit. Hopefully, up, upload some photos on our Facebook page when he comes down. All right, cool. Now, I just texted you guys an image. I forgot to talk about this, but this airplane—it's a cartoon ME109, and. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like all smushed and fat, but it's certainly an ME109. Yeah. And um, this is one of the models <laughs> that one of the high school kids had at that indoor fly-in. And it looks like it's a, an ARF or something like off the shelf. And I saw the kid flying. It looked like it had a proprietary transmitter with it. And it, it looked like it flew well, but probably needs a little bit more room than they had in that gym. So, and the kid looked like he was a pretty good pilot too, but there you go. Yeah. What is that screen? We, we will we will share it. Yeah, we'll we'll include it on the uh, collage. But there was not one wall that that airplane didn't smash into during the night. <laughs> Constantly, you hear it smash into bleachers. Whack! But he'd go. It had some sort of prop that falls off. You'd hear the whack and see the prop bouncing across the floor. He'd go over, <laughs> put the prop back on, and throw it right back in the air. That must be the toughest airplane I have ever seen in my life. And it didn't look like it was, I mean, after I took this picture, that was after it had smashed into a lot of things. Wow. So it's made out of Nerf material or something. It was oh. incredible. Um, I'll have to look it up. It looks like you know, with some good hobby quality RC gear in it, it might be something worthwhile. So 
So did it look like it flew okay? Was it yeah, it just pilot? yeah, it's, it had a cheesy radio system, and again, oh, the okay. kid looked like he was a pretty good pilot, and he was flying other stuff. It just it needs more room than they had in there, and yeah. it looked like it needed to fly kind of fast too. So okay. you know, those conditions, it, that wasn't the best place for it, but it impressed me with how stinking tough it was. It just kept on going. Interesting. The ailerons are sort of inboard on the wings. I noticed. I haven't looked at that yet. Yeah, they're really Maybe. inboard. That's the problem. Needed more aileron. Yeah. It's weird that they did that. Huh. That is interesting. It's an interesting color, too. Yeah, right? I'm sure that's the scale. <laughs> infamous gold ME109. <laughs> interesting. Well, cool. That's neat to see uh, the, the neat stuff that shows up at these events. So. Yeah, right. There was some neat stuff there for sure. Sorry, are we ready to go watch some? Uh, what do we want? Cricket? Are you ready for some football? Or uh, rugby? Rugby? Kickball? Curling? Uh, I, I'm just ready for sumo, food. Sumo I actually right? not not a big fan. I, I don't know. The, I think I've been let down by the commercials over the past five to six years. So I've kind of lost interest. That used to be our thing. You know, we everybody would come over. We just all wait for halftime. You know? oh, yeah. And yeah. now it's just not the same thing anymore. So now that's half naked time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will. I, maybe we'll end it with this because this has been something we've been seeing on TV shows, local TV shows. Like, what is your favorite halftime show? I'll just leave it at that. What's been your favorite halftime show? Al Hurt at Super Bowl One. Super Bowl One. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Al Fence? Hurt played the Super Bowl halftime on the first one. Fitz, do you know? Do you care? I uh, sorry, it's not my thing. I okay. don't think I've ever watched the Super Bowl more than five seconds. So, I'm just, Janet Jackson. I, Who's yeah. Janet Jackson? Never <laughs> yeah. heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still. Yeah, I'm I remember still... that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the wardrobe malfunction, right? <laughs> I, I gotta say, we were we probably had eight people in our apartment watching the show, and I caught it. And nobody else did. I said, did you guys just see that? And they went, see what? And I, we were recording. It's like, I'll show you. <laughs> and they're like, no, that was, they were like, oh, no, that's meant to be that way. No, that's just a problem. No, that's an undergarment. I was like, no, that's no way. And then sure enough, the next day, I was like, I was redeemed. <laughs> yeah, she popped those suckers out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm still going to go with Prince. I think Prince had the best, you know, almost, how, how do you say, thrilling, you know, halftime show because he could have been electrocuted. You know, coming down pouring those those poor two dancers that were with him. They were you're waiting for them to flop on the ground, but you know he's just getting drenched on with electric guitar. <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, which one? I don't remember all that. But. Was there one with either Lady Gaga or Madonna flew in or something? Was uh, on a oh, tram, oh no a that wire was, um, yes, but that was um, I know who you're talking about. I oh my gosh, I forgot her name. But yeah, someone did come in in like a high wire act. Yeah. Pink. Well, maybe it was pink. I don't know, one of those ladies. But anyway, we'll find out how Purple. this halftime goes. But yes, I yeah. think we're done. We'll keep everybody posted on our next upcoming show. Okay. And just keep following us on our Facebook page for more news. I posted a, a story today about a glider I'm getting putting back together. That was my dad. So I'm getting ready for Nats with that. You can follow along there. And of course, if you want to fill me in with all the FPV knowledge you have about ELRS, <laughs> Uh, and stuff like that. You can reach us at contact at rcroundtable.com. Oh, by the way, we got an email today. 
I don't know if you guys saw it yet, but I have not. Okay, yeah, check your email. All right, we'll check it. Okay, okay. All right, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you next time on the RC Roundtable. Check us out on our Facebook and social media stuff like that, rcroundtable.com, or send us a note. Somebody like Terry just said, somebody sends us an email at contact at rcroundtable.com. No hate mail, please. <laughs> we'll take it. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, as long as it's not for publicity. me. Yeah. <laughs> good, any publicity is good publicity? Yeah, something like that. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.